Our sponsors this month are Shropshire Drone Services. If you're looking for aerial video or photography in Shropshire, then they can help you. Go to shropshiredroneservices.co.uk or speak to Matt at 07 800 689 209. Whether you're looking for crisp video or perfect photography from anywhere in Shropshire, they can help you. They come highly recommended from the Shrewsbury Biscuit. We asked them for some help uh, with our website and they delivered crisp, perfect footage of our town in Shrewsbury. That's shropshiredroneservices.co.uk. You will not be disappointed, folks. Hi, guys, and welcome to this impromptu uh, podcast drop by the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Um, Mandy today um, is uh, a great guest. Loved this so, so much because of how quickly it happened. Uh, Mandy messaged me and was like, yo, I've got an event coming up in like two weeks and I could do it getting my voice out there. And like, you know, this is what we do at the Shoes of Biscuit. Um, and I was like, okay, can you come in tonight? And she was like, okay, we did it. So very, sh- very short um, plan, time to plan, talking and stuff. Uh, and, uh, and Mandy came in. She was fantastic. And um, I love this because it was just so because I think because it happened so quickly, I think it because it, it happened it felt so natural, you know. And obviously, there's lots of charged uh, topics in this uh, for me personally, and I know for a lot of people listening to the show too. And when we talk about imposter syndrome, and um, it's something that you know, even a few days after we recorded this, uh, I'm still doing quite well. I'm kind of, I've got a different approach to things now. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of hunting down these difficult situations and I'm I'm kind of owning them a little bit more. In Even if I make an idiot of myself, it's kind of just like, I'd rather go out there and make an idiot of myself by trying than to not try it at all because, you know, I was being a bit of a wimp or whatever. I don't you know, something's just happened, something's shifted in my mind and um, I think it's a lot to do with interviews like this with life coaches and with coaches in general people that encourage people to go out there and do stuff. So that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the reality, isn't it? Sometimes, sometimes it takes a bit of that. It takes a bit of, a bit of pushing and a bit of encouragement before you go, actually, do you know what? I'm a bit more capable than what I realize. And um, so, yeah. So everybody that's mentioned in the show, love massively, you know, Stephen Marshall, um, Alex McCarthy, and Mandy Taylor as well, of course, features in this episode. So anyway, I'll leave you to enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And at the end, I'm going to come at you with uh, a bit of uh, event news, things that are happening in Shrewsbury, events and stuff. Let's do that at the end, right? I'll catch you at the end. Enjoy this podcast.
Hi guys, and welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Uh, no Verity today. She's <laughs> giving her the week off. That sounds bad. She's just on the London Marathon, so she's uh, she's having a well-deserved weekend off. Just I think she's going to go for a few drinks tonight. We'll find out a bit more about Verity when she gets back, but uh, that's what she's doing. She's taking a well-deserved rest after her uh, gallant efforts at the and everybody at the London Marathon. Well done for doing what you do. Uh, this is a last-minute plan. This podcast, which is great. I love these things because they always tend to be like the best ones. And it couldn't have come at a better time, actually, because I was just speaking to football coaches um, a, a couple of days ago, and we were talking about um, moulding the mind and how important it is to not just be offer physical assistance and, and, and training to people when it comes to sports, but to turn them into better versions of themselves as well. And so when Mandy Taylor got in touch with me today and asked if she can come on the show because she's got a seminar coming up, uh, a workshop coming up, I thought this is perfect. So thank you, Mandy, for getting in touch today. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. It's um, it's a, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? When 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 you when you need a life coach, or when you when you need counselling, or when you need you need something correcting in your in your sort of head. It's it's really difficult to decide what to do and where to go and who to speak to, right? It's not just an, an easy thing to think about for yourself right yeah no I think people don't realize a lot of the time people wouldn't realize that it would help them to speak to someone like a coach or a therapist and and people get into a certain sort of way of living and feel like it's normal and then um, there might be sort of various different things that are going on for them and actually just speaking to someone about it and working out where they where they want to be and trying to move towards that is where coaching and therapy. Is that like a normal thing though? It's like, it's not necessarily, I mean, okay, you've definitely got to help people, but helping people realize how to help themselves before they get the help. You know, it's like, there's a step before helping yourself, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a conundrum. <laughs> it's yeah. all those things. Like. Yeah, it's true. And, and actually it takes people sometimes years to realize that. What is, is the question? Yeah. What, what is it that I need? Am I happy? What, Am I happy with my life? Is this where I want to be? People don't tend to sit down and ask themselves that question. So it just doesn't come up. Um, and then they mosey along and get to a certain point and realize some, something happens where they realize, actually, this isn't what I want. And I want to make it's, a change. And, and, and it could be just a mental change or literally a whole life um, change. Absolutely. And it's a bit like um, when you're trying to find a, a, an answer out in Google and you're like, what, what, what do we even ask it? Yeah. So it understands what I'm trying to talk about because yeah. you can't just be like, blah, blah, blah. sometimes <laughs> yeah. you put too much information in Google. It comes to you with all sorts of different stuff, especially if you use one of these devices and you, you know, you're, Alexa. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I asked it, it something earlier and it, I, what did I ask it? I asked it because my son's coming up and I was asked, like, do trains for Wales, um, trains have Wi-Fi? And it says, I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. Did you mean do uh, trains for Wales trains have wi-fi i was like that's what i said yeah. <laughs> that's what i said like, so <laughs> yeah. yeah um but when it comes to taking that responsibility on that when you you're you're basically you got someone's mind someone's someone's precious thoughts and their desires and their motivation and you've got that in the cusp of your hands yeah how does that feel like it's a real privilege actually to um have people open up about what's going on for them and and it, it can be a really big step for people because lots of um, people don't actually talk about these things and so it, I feel like it's a real privilege I really love watching people on their journey or sort of working with them on their journey from where they are to, to where they want to be and that can be career-wise or personally relationship-wise just relocating just big decisions that people want to make um, and just being there almost holding their hands sometimes um, going through it and being a bit of a cheerleader for them as well because some 
sometimes people just don't talk to anybody about these kind of things. Bury your head in the sand, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's really amazing to watch the transformation between like in people when you when you do get those breakthroughs with them. It's uh, it's really nice. It's, it's like it's one of those things. Like you know, when someone's like. Um, I don't need help. I'm fine. I don't need help. I'm fine. And then they suddenly they snap. They clap. They crack a little bit. They're actually like, and you see that that moment. They realize actually, can someone please get in here and help me? That yeah. I've seen that a few times in people, and it's a really really emotionally charged moment. If you ever do witness that in someone, yeah. But it's good to know where to go when you have that that moment because we can all go. Oh, it'll be all right. Yeah. The average Joe, your friends and family, which is great. Obviously, you know, friends and family are fantastic, but there's only so much we can do when we're emotionally attached, right? I yeah. Think someone impartial has got to come in and be able to like, okay, let's yeah. solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. And people sort of just come because they maybe feel a bit stuck and they just know that they're not happy where they are, but they don't really know what they want to do. So then it's about working with them and getting them to rediscover their kind of values and strengths and passions. And, and that's really hard for some people because um in various different stages life kind of happens to us and we just mosey along with everything that's going on have children etc and you kind of forget what your passions are and forget what you're interested in and you get to a point where you think well I don't even know what I like anymore I don't know what's going to make me happy sometimes and and so just having these conversations and getting people to really think about them and open up and there's various different exercises that we can do that we do. Is it the same as like flipping a coin and being disappointed when you get the... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So you actually find out by losing it. Yeah it can be it can be literally like oh actually no that doesn't work all that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely um because uh, there, there are situations where we i mean it's, it's amazing when you 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 give yourself a path and you give yourself a trajectory i'm going to do this and then you find yourself hating that thing you wanted to do and yeah. actually no it's the, the thing that was attached to this and i mean there's a fork in the road there for me like that's that's an interesting yeah. one and actually also st- and recognizing actually this isn't right and being okay with the fact that it wasn't the right decision and it's okay to change and you don't have to stick by this yeah and, nobody's forcing you to do that but you feel this pressure what do you think that is because i'm the same like if i make a choice in something and i'm like i give myself so much trouble over the, the original choice that i made even if it's something simple like a, a song choice or an album choice of cho- no i've chosen this now yeah you can just change your mind what is that in us that makes us do that is it stubbornness it's got- yeah i don't know if it's um i mean i don't know about things like song choice and stuff i do think people have a issue with the fact that they may have chosen someone think that doesn't work and that it's, it's i'm that wrong fear, that fear of failure fear of being wrong fear of being you when know, it comes to like thing, and that goes deeper a lot of the time but it's certainly a worry that you're going to make the wrong decision or f- fail um, i feel i feel like it's like um doing as you're told but yourself do you know what i mean like it's like oh, no we, I we made this, do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's it that's, yeah. You, you're taking charge of you yeah even if the you that's taking charge isn't making the right choice yeah absolutely it, that must be torture i mean i i know that there are people that i've i met people uh who was it years ago chose the wrong university course and changed mm-hmm. and actually had a whale of a time once they they changed made that change because yeah. I think that must be a huge thing you know you go up to an 18 year old oh you want a business you want a, you, you want a university loan you know or a student loan mm-hmm. and change your life off this one decision that you make what if you need to make those changes you know yeah, I think it's about being comfortable with that and getting comfortable yeah. with it. And and it is definitely forgiving yourself. I made the wrong decision here, but that, that's okay. And it's all learned. And you learn something from it. You learn that that's not what's interesting. And that isn't what's going to excite you and make you happy. So being able to reflect on that and think, oh, yes, actually, I'm glad I did that because I know that I don't want to go that way. I started a PGCE twice in my life thinking I wanted to teach. Um, but actually 
doing that and learning again the second time, no, it really isn't what I want to do. And I'm glad I've tried it again. So I'm not wishing that I had or thinking about it, you know, that, that kind of thing and just being okay with it. And, yeah. and you have to train yourself. We evolve to be okay as human, human beings. My mic sounds terrible. We evolve. We evolve as human beings, don't we? And I think you just got to accept that sometimes. I, I did a I did a job interview the other day. I'm always really like overly honest on this show. I had a job a job interview last week, and they were like, "Well, why do you want to?" Because I work in support away from the biscuit. That's my actual in real life job. And they're saying, "Well, why why do you want to change from that job?" And I'm like, "Well, because when I was in my thirties, I realised I was good at making stuff and sitting behind a microphone. And I always feel like when I was younger." I was just happy being a cog in the machine. It sounds daft. I was just like, okay, I got to work like everyone else. Yeah. You know, I earn a wage, come home, pay the bills. Da, da, da. <laughs> now I realise um, uh, if I'd have done this mm. and been as passionate about this as I was when I was eighteen, nineteen, I probably would have made something of it. You know, would have been a proper career. I mean, it's, it's not doing too bad now. Yeah, there are job offers really there involving yeah. this, which is great. Um, but um, that's an interesting one when you when we evolve through age. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely, and 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 in a way, that's exactly what's happened with me as well with my career. I've done many different things, and this is now something I absolutely love and wish I maybe had done it earlier. And I um, recently found a notebook that I wrote about twenty five years ago. Oh no way! I'd listed a whole bunch of companies that maybe I would go and try and work for. I worked in the city in London, but all these companies on the left hand side. Maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll go there. What, what do I want to do? I know I don't want to be where I am. On the right hand side was. Um, life coaching courses question mark and I didn't do it at, th at that time but it really made me just finding that notebook at least it wasn't like Thomas Cook I'm joking <laughs> yeah that's a really I'm so sorry to anybody who worked at Thomas <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, yeah. but it was just one of those things that I think god imagine if I'd done that then yeah. but then I wouldn't have done all the other things that we've done and and yeah I like to I like to have a bit of negativity in my life I feel like it's a bit of cynicism isn't too bad because then well, well, if you're happy all the time it's a bit like having Christmas every day I imagine you've got to have your bad days only you, where you're like oh man I wish I'd done that instead yeah, like, like because it. then you're happy with what you the choices that you have made when they go well I mean like for the biscuit for example we've had I've had amazing years amazing years where we've gone out there and done some truly life like this this show has taken me on an amazing journey it really has yeah, um, but cool. the, like this last year has been terrible <laughs> it's been really terrible and I'm, I'm very honest about it we didn't get our funding um you know there's there certain things that happened that knocked us off our course a little bit but I still love doing it I'm still here. I'm still smiling and I still love it. So yeah. like and you just got to stick it through. Yeah. And, and it, th there's always going to be challenges in life, isn't there? And actually as cheesy as it sounds, <laughs> there's like learning through all of it, you know, everything that happens. Yeah. I, I'm very much a believer of it happens. It happens for a reason or you weren't meant to go that way. And, you know, it's not so much, I feel a bit like that a lot of the time, but then I do think we are in control in, in control of what is going to happen in our lives and we do have a lot of control over that but then the other things you, you do learn from how so how long have you been doing life coaching for then? um two years two so, years yeah yeah so it's still kind of new very new yeah really new and um yeah I, I got into it via being coached my husband was coached about five years ago and I sort of saw a real transformation in him sort of working out what was important to him what was really going to make him happy etc and we kind of watched him go from quite sort of grumpy influence in the house to actually recognizing what was important to him and working out what work he wanted to do and at the time he kept saying you need to do this you really need to do this because I was sort of floundering career-wise and not happy with what I was doing um, because we moved from London uh, 10 years ago and I was a bit, since, since when we moved, I, I really sort of 
found it hard to work out what I wanted to do and move here from London. Yeah, yeah I, I I grew up in Shropshire. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So uh, I grew up in Newport, so not far from Shropshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we came back ten years ago, and um, so to go from like massive metropolis yeah. to Shropshire, which is great, but it is the Shire. Yeah, it in is comparison, the Shire, and it's very very different. And it was real. It took a it took a long time to settle again. Um, it really really did, mm. um, but. Uh, work-wise it was really tricky because my work was very London focused so um I knew that I wanted to work and I wanted and I was working in London but pregnant with my third child at the time and going down to London and back etc it just didn't really work very very well so. see I've been looking for I've been looking for hybrid jobs around London and stuff so oh, go down there stay for three nights yeah. travel large I don't care like do some work come back and yeah. James uh, does that my, my husband does that uh, that's uh, so if anybody's listening in London we do have a very strong <laughs> listener base in London by the way so if you're listening in London right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a call contract. Alex. <laughs> Give me a shout. Um, it's something that we're all prepared to do now, I think, especially if you get that, that London premium. It's quite yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, we were in Birmingham the other night. We went to take my boy to watch WWE, which was a crazy, crazy experience. I don't do wrestling, but not at all, but is, he loves is it. Is he into it? Yeah, was, he loves it. He loves it. it. He, we don't pay for the TV shows, don't really watch it, but he likes the video games and the toys and stuff, so he knows who they are. And we went to we went to Birmingham and we to watch it and it was just like we didn't know <laughs> we didn't know who half the wrestlers were. There's these kids behind us. And I was like, who's that? They're <laughs> telling us who the wrestlers are. We had a great time, but going for the city for me was just sensory overload. Yeah, it's just too much. It's big. Birmingham's a big. City. I didn't realize how big big it was until I saw it weirdly on the on the dash uh, the, the sat nav. Oh yeah, and you know you got it on the on the on the, the the bird's eye view, and you could see how big it is. I was like, wow, it's massive. You know, yeah. it's too much for me. Too I much. Do, for I me. do. I do enjoy. I love London. I enjoy going back there, and I quite often feel like I've been sort of supercharged as soon as you get out of Euston Station. But I do really enjoy coming back home. Yeah, yeah, slow well. things down a bit. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, those first the, the first few months of you being a life coach what was that like was was it quick from the start was it a slow burner I mean how was that going no it's been I, I decided to do to I wanted to become a coach so I did um a diploma in coaching transformational coaching yeah. and the course um entails having to do a certain number of coaching hours even when you just started it only started your training and you haven't done all the modules you're still you you're you have to get these um, hours. So it was slow, um, but I had lots of practice clients. Obviously, that was all free and um, sort of built it up from there. And that was uh, two years ago now. So sort of doing the, the diploma, getting the practice hours in, and now I've probably done about 350 hours of coaching now. Wow. So yeah, it so is very, the clink, the, the rap's still on the, on the phone screen. That's, that's <laughs> how new it is. Wow. Yeah, it's really, it's really new. It's, it's good though. And I, I do a lot of coaching for a company called More Happy, which is voluntary. Um, and that is the company that offers coaching to um, small businesses and their their employees so the business pays more happy a fee and then the coaches are volunteer, volunteering right. to coach them. I imagine that's an interesting world to be in because small businesses don't have the the soft landing if there's an issue yeah. do you know what I mean you can't just go to corporate no no exactly and you go to HR, HR. Yeah. you are HR you are corporate yeah. you are. You listen to a lot of um, a lot of issues and actually that's one of the reasons that I decided to do this first workshop on imposter syndrome because a lot of the people that I talk to yeah uh, um bring and and my private clients talk about it sometimes and um okay imposter syndrome <sighs> i'm glad we, i'm glad we, i heard the word in the sentence i was like right let's let's get let's open this box because it's, we don't have to <laughs> no 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 i 
it's something because it's something I've been battling for a long time. Um, my my social anxiety is. I mean, I've worked with other coaches. I, I wasn't going to mention other coaches on the show because I don't think it was fair. But you know, Stephen Marshall and Alex McCarthy, both in very short time, sort of offered little bits of nuggets of of, of advice that sort of helped me. And Steve Marshall, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget. I keep talking about it, but I'm going to keep talking about it because I think it's really important to, to know that it's transformed me a little bit. My imposter syndrome can affect me as I'm doing things sometimes, right? And that's like when I was, um, so I, I, I had um, Rianne, who's doing a solo travel adventures uh, seminar at Highly Flammable. She came on mm-hmm. uh, and we spoke to her. Now, that day, I'd just finished a night shift. Mm-hmm. I hadn't slept much during the day, so I'd had like an hour sleep. And I was having a bit of an anxiety moment. You know, like the way I expect, when you invite someone around and they're coming around, you're like, oh my God, there's someone coming around. But even though you've initiated it, you're kind of like, ah. I was doing that. And I sat down to do the podcast and I was kind of pushing myself through it. And when I was doing that, I was being overconfident. Mm. I'm very easy, very relaxed guy, but I feel like I was being really arrogant. I was like jutting into her sentences and stuff. And I noticed this behavior in myself. Mm. After I listened it back as well, I was kind of like, that was terrible. And I even apologized to Rianne. And I messaged Alex and I was like, oh, sorry, Stephen. I call him Alex, right? This is not as weird because I know another Geordie guy with a beard who's tall and his name's Alex. It's nothing to <laughs> Anyway, so I messaged Stephen and I was like, I noticed this behavior in myself. It's terrible. And he was like, good. Mm-hmm. You did it. Yeah. You notice that behavior in yourself. So well done. You, you're not cured, but you can recognize the behavior. So now these next two, last two weeks, I have been recognizing those symptoms mm-hmm. and telling it to bugger off. <laughs> this is my new philosophy on imposter syndrome. Okay. I am taking the stance where imposter syndrome doesn't exist unless I make it exist. Yeah. And and I think... Uh, it, Sorry, that was a really long-winded way. You, you're, that's... No, and actually people, um, quite a few people say, well, there's no such thing as imposter syndrome. It's just not a thing. And actually, it's really just different feelings and people have different feelings. So you might sort of be in a situation where you think, oh my God, everyone knows more than me here. I don't, I, I really shouldn't. Why am I here? Why am I at this table? You know, what, what? So that's one sort of feeling, feeling like a fraud, yep. feeling no, like, um, you know, why are they listening to me? I don't really know what I'm talking about. Someone's going to find me out, etc. So it, it can come in loads of different feelings. So, and they've kind of been bunched up into this sort of imposter syndrome <laughs> label, but actually it's just feelings that people have around confidence in what they're doing, whether it's um, a corporate job or their own business or social situations. It's just about feeling doubting yourself really and doubting your abilities um but it can an, an emotional soup yeah and it can <laughs> it can manifest itself in loads and loads of different ways and um so i don't really like a big label of imposter syndrome but when people talk about these feelings that's what they'll say uh, it is or yeah. then they'll describe these feelings and they'll have said this is impossible i compare it to freddy krueger Oh, right. <laughs> they, they forget about Freddy Krueger and he doesn't exist, right? So, like, it's, it's uh, unless they dream, the more they dream about him, the more he exists. I mean, like, I feel like this is the stance I'm going to take on it now. I'm going with momentum. Yeah. Okay. Just keep going. And um, I did, I uh, released a today. I haven't even shared it on social media. I've been so busy today. It's been nuts. Um, uh, but today, uh, I released a, a, an episode where I was at Sh- uh, Shrewsbury Town Football Club. We went to the, the Players Awards. Oh, yeah. So I was speaking to some of the players and the manager and some of the fans, and it was really nice. And now to release something like that with such a dedicated fan base is kind of like, whew, this is a big stone in a big lake, right? Do you know what I mean? So uh, I was kind of like, but I 
remembered. Mm-hmm. Like this imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome thing I'm going for at the moment. I was like, no, da, 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 done. Just do it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm not fixed, but I'm saying at the moment I'm kind of dealing with it. Yeah, and it's just about pushing yourself and pushing yourself through it. But with um with the different feelings around it, it's definitely sort of looking at the evidence of whether you are good enough and why you have got the job and why did your boss give you the job. And I used to think years ago I remember thinking for a really long time I think someone had made some comment about oh well the boss just quite likes you and remember that that played over and over my head am I if I got this job just because he likes me this 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 boss and and his this lady who they only they've only given me this job because they like me so I'm no good at my job and it really sort of just really nice people bad (laughs) business sense yeah exactly but then (laughs) but then you sort of recognize it later on going through all all of this kind of training and, and things like that just think of course they're not going to give me a job because no, they like me. It, they were paying me a wage. Why on earth? This doesn't make any business sense. But it's having, you know, recognising that. And you can talk yourself around, oh, I only did it because of this and this, this and this. And actually just not, that isn't just not a fact. No. And, and it's going to the root of what it is that bothers you. Digging deep. Is that true? Is that real? Is that really what happened? Pulling and, a thread sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And when did, you know, when did you feel confident? What was going on then? And... So yeah, it's interesting. There's lots of little tools, and that's what I want to sort of, you know, talk to people about. I imagine there's lots of lots of that that anxiety when it comes to running a small business as well, though, because yeah, like absolutely, especially if it's brand brand new and the grassroots is heck, you know, yeah. because you like you want to be a success, and I feel like sometimes the more you want to be successful, the more people can sense that. Like I went yeah. through. I remember I'll never forget going for the Japanese marketplace in Honolulu. Like this isn't me just going. Oh, it's Hawaii. <laughs> I was. 17 i think i was 17 no, i was 18 17 very young very young I, I still remember it because you have people talking on your sleeves and buy this and buy that and they're the people i'm not speaking to yeah yeah and people can sort of smell that can't they, they can yeah. feel feel that absolutely and funnily enough i um oh gosh what's the book that i read steve chandler he's a he wrote a book called the prosperous coach and one of the biggest things that i remember is um this this thing about um needy is creepy and my friend made me a sticker, which I have on my laptop. <laughs> Needy is creepy. I think you're absolutely right. You, you, you've just got to work where you're comfortable and you're right. I think, you know, people can smell that a mile off. So that's something I try and avoid. Yeah. I'm I'm very familiar with that being in the podcast industry because yeah. uh, you get a lot of like, look at my podcast. Yeah. No, I kind, I, I do share, I shared a link earlier because somebody was bad-mouthing the um, Shrewsbury Arc. And I was like, how can you bad-mouth the Shrewsbury Arc? So I dropped a link. I was like, listen to this and educate yeah. yourself. I listened to that podcast with them. Um, oh, oh, did you? Emily, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. it was an interesting one. It was an interesting one because I want to do more with with the Arc. Yeah. And we can only grab a couple, well, we grabbed three people. I couldn't put the uh, other ladies on though because she asked us not to. So, yeah. Um, but it was just nice being there and yeah. hearing people start you know giving them an opportunity to give their voice yeah but um yeah it's it's right and um being too uh desperate to succeed also comes with a fear to fail right and they're two completely different things aren't they yeah yeah and it's so like which one is the worst to live off i mean the fear to fail you can motivate you mm. but the desperation to succeed in a business can kind of make you sound a bit too arrogant, a little bit too needy. Yeah, I think I, I think you just need to be authentic to you. And with my business, and and it's very new, two years. Anyone who knows me will know that social media is something that I have never done ever, and it's been a real thing for me to put myself out there on on social media. Mm. But talking to Alex McCarthy, a fantastic business coach. Um, 
you realise what you do need to do. And it's about the comfort zone that we all sit in. And I coach on it all the Canva time. Canva is your friend, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Canva Can- is definitely your friend. Can- Canva is my friend now, but I hadn't even heard of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's one of those things. I know I, I want to be successful. I don't want to appear needy, but to be successful, I will have to do the social media. And, yeah, and it works. And it really, I think really there's does. a fine line, though, isn't there, yeah. between like um, jazz. Yeah. Everybody likes jazz. Yeah to like haranguing someone for, for business yeah like, and, and, and I'm, I'm comfortable with the fact that people who know me know that it's not like I'm not there going oh look at me <laughs> because it's just not me and I, and I think so long as you're authentic to yourself and who you are and you can do it almost comfortably <laughs> then you're okay um Alex McCarthy she helped me digitize my my calendars and stuff because I had like yeah. I had like a, a diary and a, a calendar I still use the calendar that's for my events I still let my wife know where I'm at where I'm at but like uh, mainly uh, I use my e-calendars to-do lists yeah. time tree Google calendar fantastic Google calendar so just to do that <laughs> and you know using using Google calendar and time tree I guess is kind of like using two two different uh, diaries but the time tree is for me and Verity um the Google Calendar thing, I've got kind of linked up to her email so she can't see what's going on. Oh, there. So, see, yeah. But yeah, just, just to have it on your phone, just be able to look at it rather than be like, where's my diary? Yeah. It yeah. makes life so much it easier. It does, it does. And I did the same only at the end of last year and it's such a transformational rather than having loads of lists all over the place of what I need to do. So yeah, yeah all those little great. tips. And Alex is brilliant business coach. So yeah. What I'm trying to get at is, so I mentioned Stephen, I mentioned Alex and uh, is that life coaches, business coaches, football coaches, we all need a bit of assistance and they do work and they do a great job too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you, you say that. No. It's, 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 it's such a lovely job as well. It's so nice getting to know Have you had clients. any eureka moments yet? Of, with clients, definitely, yeah. yeah. I know you yeah. can't talk about them. No, Mike no. <laughs> yeah, but just them getting a real realisation as to what it is that they really want to do. Or, yes, I do want to move. I am going to relocate. I am going to, you know, it's really, really a really nice job. How often is it that you have to, like, destroy... This is going to sound really, really harsh and really aggressive. How, how often is it that you have to destroy a person to be able to fix them? Is that, or is that a myth? I don't think you have to destroy them, but no, that's what like I said. It sounds really aggressive, but like you've no. got to like, you've got to like think, shifting cultivation. Got to burn a few. Yeah, I think um, it's a very gentle question of the story that they keep telling themselves. You know, yeah, like I, I can't do that. I, I'm not very good at that. I, um, this won't work for me. Um, you know, all of those things. Really, won't it? You say that quite a lot. You know, just. <laughs> just sort yeah. of getting them to re- recognize that they say these things all the time and just it's a gentle questioning of their paradigms it's uh it's never easy to face your fears especially when it comes to a business yeah or your your, your favorite thing you know it's like um i am good at doing this baby i'm great at it i can i can talk behind a microphone i can edit i can move things i can bring people together i can network mm. i can communicate this is what i do what I can't do is run a bloody business. I'm terrible. I am really bad. Like company's house just scared the crap out of me. Like honestly, it's so, so, so scary. Yeah. And I feel like if I was good at everything, then there'd be nothing left in the world. I think it'll all be mine. Well, I yeah. think, I think uh, like creative people, they have, they have these amazing ideas. And then there is the the business side is a completely different skill yeah. set, isn't it? And yeah. Thing. And so it's yeah. almost like you need to have two heads. You need to be good at business and you need to be the good at the things it, that you're creative for. It's not even a case of being a, a good guy anymore. You can't just, I don't think it's ever been that way. Yeah. Nice, I'll yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because you know I don't I don't get paid to do this, and um, there's no plans to get paid to do this. Okay. Be nice to bring some funding in though. Yeah. Funding would be fantastic. I'd love a studio in town, but this is where I, uh, you know, if I was a bit more doggy dog, kind of like, yeah, I'm a wise guy, I can make it work, but uh, no, not at the moment. I just I'll do it because yeah. <laughs> well, this is what Anna was saying. Anna was we were yeah. talking about we've got, got a mutual yeah, friend, Anna Williams. All right, Anna, how's it going? <laughs> she was around here yesterday. She borrowed a camera for Ling, I think Ling and Davis. Yeah. And she was like, you need to make money out of the biscuit. And I was like, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. How? you could. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about that. Um, so, if, uh, so, so you have got um, a workshop yeah. planned at Highly Flammable so people can Actually, come see you. Actually, it's not at Highly Flammable. It's at um, the Courtyard Collective which is just off Butcher's Row. My bad. I'm really, no, really sorry. Worry. No, <laughs> it's no problem. It, right in the centre of town, though, still. On Butcher's I don't know Row. why I thought it was a highly flammable. I think no. it's because... There's a lot of events there, at the, certainly, at the moment. It's, yeah. it's a great The Courtyard Collective, spot. where's that? It's just off Butcher's Row. You know where number four is and down the small alley, there's Yogalicious is there. And oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, good friends of mine own it. Um, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a sort of... Um, I'm going to get the, it's where it oh, can't get the words out. It's where um, people can go, like freelancers can go and work together. It's like a, work, a co-working space. Oh, okay. So they've got a great space downstairs, which would be great for a workshop. Is it where, um, oh my God, what's his name? The bird guy. Uh, oh, the oh guy. yes, Matsul. Matsul. Yeah. He, Is that where? Everyone... Yeah, I think Matt works in, works in there, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, pet got his birds all inside yeah, there. Painted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went and did an interview with yes, him there. Is. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. Cause I, I was, that was a really nice day because the owner of Phil Potts came out. I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listened to your shit. I was like, oh, my God, I feel like such a celebrity. Uh, hello, you all right? Well, Phil, Let me Phil sign something. a great sandwich, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, so that's where it is. And it's on um, Thursday the 11th uh, in the evening, 7.30 till 9. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I might come along then. Yeah, please do. That'd be nice. It'd be nice to meet, meet, meet uh, fellow people that worry with impossible. impossible yeah i'm hoping it'll be really interactive it's not just gonna be stunt me standing at the front it's gonna be interactive everyone talk, you know talking about what it is how it affects them what what how it comes up for them the impact on their lives and actually there can be positive impacts of it as well and, and negative so just looking okay. at that and then maybe uh, well definitely some tools to think about oh, wonderful yeah. i'll tell you what right you you tell people uh, we're running short on time but um you tell people what they can expect. And they, I'm going to grab my phone because I wrote a thing on Facebook and I'm going to grab it so I can read it off. Um, but uh, you tell people what they can expect if they come to your course on the 11th then. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's just going to be a small group of people, interactive workshop, um, piece of cake and a cuppa. And we will talk about the feelings around imposter syndrome, how um, it affects you or if you feel it, what those feelings are. And the impact on your life of this, whether it impacts your success um, and also the positive aspects to it. And um, we'll look at some tools that have worked for some clients of mine that I talked to about imposter syndrome. I'd like to share those. Wonderful. Um, it sounds right in my eyes. You said cake and um, that's... Uh, <laughs> cake and a cuppa. <laughs> cake and a cuppa. Right. So... Ba, 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 ba. Okay. I put a thing on Facebook. I think we've got one comment, which is great. <laughs> so um, I did, I did actually, no, actually it caused a phone call. This did. This oh, did, did. It? Because, uh, and I can't say what who this phone call was with <laughs> and what they said because uh, it triggered them. Oh no. And, uh, it's definitely been triggering people. Yes. No. So I put a um, quick question. What do you do to get in your own way? That's what I put. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, thank you to the person I spoke to earlier. 
I'm sorry if I triggered you, um, but at the same time, I'm glad that uh, we had the conversation that we did. Because sometimes you need you need to understand yeah. what's going on. Um, so what I mean is, what do you do to trip yourself up emotionally? Imposter syndrome. What do you yeah. do? Yeah. And uh, Rich Carter, who was on the on the uh, the biscuit a few weeks ago, um, and he put, "Oh my God, so much procrastination, yeah. anything but the actual task I should be doing." I'm messaging you rather than uh, completing my citizenship because <laughs> he's in Australia. <laughs> okay, so yeah, procrastination. Yeah, procrastination is a big, is a big one. It's not so much imposter syndrome, but it's certainly what people do, and it's just avoiding that big task. Oh, well, if I do this, there might be this might happen, and this might happen, and yeah. then I can distract myself with with all sorts of different things that I should be doing, I was supposed yeah. to be doing, and I can't. And the big task is often too big, so it's about breaking down that task, or the fear of not doing it, and the, you know, all of it, it's all around. Do it, not doing that is much easier. It's easier to just do everything else apart yeah. from that. And it's because it's hard, because it's going to take time, because it's maybe going to challenge you, because, um, yeah, you're going to find it difficult. So you just find something else to to do instead. But it is a way of getting getting your way of yourself, don't you? Yeah. Um, right, listen, though, uh, we're going to have to cut this uh, now because my, my son is coming from Wrexham on the train. And... Um, He's not turned up off the train, so I don't know where he is. So I need to go and find him. He's wandering around shoes me somewhere. So, Thank you um, so much. It was so last minute. I really appreciate no, it. No, it's really nice. Um, I'm glad that we met you. Uh, I met you. I, you've got my digits now, so you can. Yeah. We got, we're in full contact now. Yeah. I want to wish you the best of luck with this. It's, it's, it's kind of new, but it's it's. Got, I think you're going to do really well. You're very good at this. I can get, get it already just from talking to you. Oh, thank you so much. That's really where can fun. people book, you, book, 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 book a course with you or book a session with you? Um, just on um, via my Instagram or Facebook accounts, uh, my website. Yes, and the course is on. Um, it's on the link tree. In, yeah, I'm going to my bio in Instagram. On the read up for this podcast, um, wherever you're listening, I'll put the link to the link tree on the write up. So oh. just click that, and you'll be able to get in touch with Mandy. Thank you. Thanks so much. No, yeah, really, really appreciate. It. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm going to go find my son. He's wandering around Shrewsbury <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I hope you guys um, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. So yeah, that one had to end right there because uh, Leon, who will feature in uh, a podcast next week for the drawn releases uh the interviews we got from drawn <laughs> he yes yeah, so he got the wrong train so when my wife went to go and collect him at the train station in shrewsbury uh he didn't get off the train and we were like what's going on and his phone had died so i can get in touch with him uh but we managed to we managed to find him he was fine uh so that was a, an update on that right okay guys it's coming up to that it's coming to a very busy time of the year for for, for us uh and for shrewsbury shropshire uh festival season is nearly upon us and uh today as i'm recording this um they dropped the the map for this year's shropshire food festival shrewsbury food festival should i say by shropshire festivals yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Ten year anniversary the of the food festival. Wonderful, wonderful event. Um, if you've never been to the Shrewsbury Food Festival, why not treat yourself this year? It, it really is a great event. There's lots, lots going on, but for me, that's one of the events of the year. I absolutely, I've always loved uh, that event. But I want to do something different this year. I need your opinions. What, what can we, uh, what can we do at the food festival? That's a little bit different. I was thinking of like challenges and doing some missions. Um, you know, I want to I want to make it fun. I want to make some 
video content, some audio content. Um, so yeah, we'll have to put a, put a, you know, our thinking caps on for that one. Anyway, thank you so much, Mandy, for this episode. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, what have we got coming up next week? On Monday, the next episode that we're going to release is actually uh, the the episode that I, the podcast that I mentioned at the beginning of this one, and that was uh, speaking to the coaches at Shrewsbury Up and Comers Girls Under Elevens. Uh, really enjoyed chatting to those guys, actual football coaches. That'll be with you on Monday, so make sure you do that. Bit of motivation for you from one end of the weekend to the other. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, uh, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Monday. Football coaches, peace out, guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs>